a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers you talk, deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. All right, in for Boyd Matheson today, I'm Marty Carpenter. And, you know, Utah's economy for a number of years now, 15 plus years, has just been rolling along uh, really ever since the, uh, the Great Recession in 2008. Coming out of that, launched this state in a Uh, in an upward trajectory, and we just have really not stopped since then. And even right now, where the rest of the country is sort of bracing for an economic downturn or recession, uh, you know, Utah's still clipping along, almost at an unemployment level that is uh, challenging in the way that we have too low of an unemployment level. I want to bring in our guest, Ryan Starks. He is the newly appointed Executive Director of the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. He's been on the job for all of two weeks, so I guess we'd start here. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us, and how are you settling into this this new role? Well, good afternoon, Marty. I think I'm settling in okay. I uh, found my voice after losing it for a few days, but uh, running 150 miles an hour and so excited for this opportunity. So I, I love this idea of, like, you know, Utah's economy, It's it seems like as long as as I can remember, you know, just about dating back to, like I said, the the Great Recession, Utah came out of that and has just sort of been on this nonstop upward trajectory from that time, you know, as far as our economy's going. And even right now, while the rest of the country is getting ready or is worried about, you know, economic slowing, potentially a recession, Utah has not seen the effects of that yet. But I wonder with that hanging out there, how does that impact the way we go about recruiting businesses and building up economic industries in our state? Well, that's a great question, and you're exactly right. For the past decade, Utah has experienced tremendous growth, both in population and economically. We've seen a lot of successes here in the state. We have a lot of rankings. The U.S. News and World Report listed us as having the best economy. In rich states, poor states gave us the best economic outlook And something that's really cool is we've been listed as having the most diverse economy. So we have a lot of sectors that are really thriving. But as we look to the next 10 years, really the goal is resilience and prosperity. And we've been through hard times before, but we know that our our workforce, our industries will step up and weather any storm that comes our way. So we have a lot of things to be optimistic about. I think one of those industries where we've heard about a lot of layoffs, you know, those kind of eye-popping numbers of layoffs around the country come from really big tech companies. And we have, you know, we have a pretty strong tech uh, presence here in our state as well. Uh, and I guess that speaks a little bit to what you just mentioned, the diversity of our economy, that even when you have one industry that maybe is seeing either uh, layoffs on the first part of that wave or that that's an industry that's being impacted that there are other industries that can carry us. And and I guess uh, that just really is what makes a big difference for us is that diversity. All of our eggs aren't in one basket, right? That's right. We have five kind of targeted industries, we say, and these are companies or industries that are durable, that really pull other industries forward. 
and they create a flywheel effect. And so as they start to thrive and click on all cylinders, it really helps the economy move forward, even during downtimes. So Some one of those of, industries are yeah. Tell, oh, go t- ahead. No, tell me about those industries. I was just going to ask. I think exactly what you're going into. What kind of industries are are the ones that can kind of help carry us even when there's a dip in some others? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than eighty thousand Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Absolutely. So aerospace and defense, and if you think about all the good things happening in Utah, around Hill Air Force Base and throughout the state, aerospace and defense really continues to perform in terms of jobs and, and stability. We also have a really strong life sciences and healthcare innovation sector. And so uh, what these jobs do is create deep roots. They're not jobs that uh, are going to move anytime soon, and they they require specialization and and pay awesome wages. Our financial service sector is really one of the, the best in the Intermountain West area of the United States. We also have the advanced manufacturing, which as we've seen from COVID, is a real opportunity for Utah to double down and to help uh, nearshore a lot of our technologies and, and products. And so, in addition to manufacturing, we also focus on that tech sector that you had mentioned. Yeah, that aerospace and defense uh, sector of the economy, in in particular, seems like one that can help sort of be a steady in a time of economic. Uh, I don't, I don't want to turmoil is too strong of a word, but a little bit of economic uncertainty because those are. Uh, in large part, you know, sort of tied to government funding and government contracts. Is is that why that industry can be um, such a stalwart for us and, and sort of an anchor for the state in large part? Absolutely. So those government contracts really help provide that stability. And what we're seeing just recently is a lot of uh, crossover between the tech sector and the aerospace and defense sector. And so a lot of those layoffs that you referenced, um, the aerospace and defense sector have those engineering jobs that are in high demand. And so a lot of those job seekers are able to go from one industry to the next mm-hmm. pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, tell me about how you uh, and, you know, as part of the governor's administration, how you focus on rural investment and entrepreneurship, because so much of the growth has happened in our state along the Wasatch Front. And I know that's been a big priority for the administration, extending that beyond the Wasatch Front. That's a great question. So what we're seeing is that over the past 10 or 15 years, a lot of companies have wanted to come to Utah, and that's certainly still important today. But the trend is that about two-thirds of the companies that are expanding are actually Utah-based companies. They're the ones creating the jobs. They're the ones providing the capital investment. And so the governor's vision and our vision is to continue to foster that 
entrepreneurial spirit. We really want Utah to become the startup state. And something cool that kind of validates this thinking is just this past week, Wallet Hub listed Utah as the best state to, to uh, start a small business. So that a lot of things go into that. Our, our low regulation, our favorable tax environment, our state resources, and really our can-do attitude. But as it relates to rural Utah, we find it's a lot easier to help a company grow than to attract a certain company to the state. And so over the past year, we've revised a lot of our programs and incentives to help facilitate growth in all parts of the state. And it was really interesting, Marty. For about a five-year period, we had two or three really significant rural expansions. Since we've modified the programs and really honed down on helping our rural communities, we've had 12 major expansions just the past year. All good news, all good things going on in Utah. And uh, Ryan, we wish you the best of luck in the new role. And uh, hey, keep that economy firing on all cylinders for us. That's what we'll hold you to that. All right. Thanks, Marty. Ryan Starks, the executive director, uh, now two weeks into the job as the executive director of the of the uh, Utah Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. Uh, More on Inside Sources as we wrap up uh, after this. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.